Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Billy is a sex slave. Here's Nikki. Hello, everyone. It's Nikki Glazer. Welcome to the show. It's Nikki Glazer Podcast. Um, I did say Billy is a sex slave. If you don't know what that means, neither do we, but it just <laughs> fits really well. It's our friend's dog. She was wearing a collar once. We were singing the song, and my friend Taylor said, Billy is a sex slave because she was wearing a collar, which all dogs are sex slaves because they have collars. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> Anya is here with us, as she is all the time now. We love it. She's in Mexico. Hola, um, como estas? Ah, bien, bien. Uh, that's, all, that's all I know. Um, uh, la, la corcas, wait, wait, la saca corcha. That's all I know in Spanish. Do you know what that is? No. A uh, corkscrew. So oh, if you so want to open a bottle of non-alcoholic wine, because <laughs> that's all you would need that for. What else do you need a corkscrew for? Anyway, um, Anya's here. Where in Mexico are you? We're in Puerto Vallarta, oh. where I've been coming since mm. I was a child. So oh. you know, like, everything there? Uh, I know a lot of stuff that any 14 through 80-year-old would know because my parents are 80 now, and I came here for... Well, no, I guess I came here when I was, like, 10. So I still have kind of a child's view of the city. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff here for gays. It's the number one gay capital of the world. So there's, like, a bear festival right now. Oh. Everyone here is, like, of either a super cute little twink guy or, like, a big bear guy with a lot of men Has with anyone seen bellies. the recent episode of Last of Us? Yes, last night. Last night, there's a bear in that. You know the big fucking guy that comes out of the ground? 
Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. like the biggest bear ever. If I anyone knows what I'm talking bear. about, he's called a bloater. There's different, oh, really? like the infected are different. There's different ones. There's clickers that are like bats and they can see in the dark. And then there's a bloaters that's like a giant one. And there is one on The Last of Us. You mean which, at the very, very end, right? That like no. takes everybody out? No, what? Oh yeah, what? yeah, the, the the big one that comes out, and they're like, yeah, yeah, "What yeah. the hell?" And he's like, "Oh," and they're like, "It's a bloater." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's me every morning." Just after <laughs> I eat a lot of salt. Inserting one comment I haven't seen. Kirsten's it yet. here, by the way, everyone. Hi. Kirsten's back. Kiki, I haven't seen the last episode because I had to go to sleep after you guys were watching it. So just no spoiler alerts, please. Well, there's a bloater in it. That's all you know. Okay, that's all cool. you need to know. There's, we got two in this room. I told you. Yeah. Oh God, we're so bloat. Emo's <laughs> oh. pizza. Too many processed foods. Yeah, Louis you guys food. had fun last oh. night. Yeah, we. Um, so yeah. Kirsten's in town. She's staying with me the past two nights. We went to Adam Sandler on Friday night, which was fucking bananas. And then we um, last night went to Taylor, who you know from the pod. It was her birthday, and we had a karaoke birthday night. Yeah. And it was um, like 10 of us in a room in St. Louis at the W Lounge. Um, and yeah, we say Kirsten was definitely MVP. She was hilarious um, <laughs> on the mic, just doing like, I don't know, just singing different lyrics to songs. And she also, we found out she has an encyclopedic knowledge of every song like she knows lyrics to every song and not because they were up on the screen she wouldn't even need the screen like like bob seeger deep cuts i wow. love it. it's such an opportunity to be kid like i was being kind of cool last night because when you know the song and you just like have the mic and you're like looking down and you don't need the lyrics i was like <laughs> in those hollywood nights in yeah. those hollywood like closing your eyes and you're like look how much i know the lyrics and we were all looking at each other like how does she know this and then it kept going like any song would come up and she would just know i'm listen we all know like um uh the song um what was the steely dan song uh that we were dirty all work i don't want to do your dirty work. we all know the chorus Time's okay like hard. we can all like look off the screen for that but kirsten You're would know like the bridge to, to that the fee. listen so you find yourself somebody who can do the job for free. I'll speed it up. I mean, wow. it's. it's she, I mean, but she knows just... the bridge to like just B tracks from the 80s. It was crazy. I didn't Did know this about you. Did you guys hear you. about this whole Steve Albini thing with him trashing Steely Dan and went viral? All I don't these know who Steve Albini is, but I did uh -uh. see all about it. He's a punk guy. No, I mean, he produced Nirvana's album Bleach, I think. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, if it was like Incesticide or both. I forget which one or never mind. I don't know. Incest inside? <laughs> Incesticide. Insecticide? Oh, Incesticide yeah, is what they changed it to? Yes. That's yes. a Nirvana album? Yes. Incest inside? Incesticide. Like in I, get, I get it, what they're doing, but yeah. is it about incest? Did he suffer incest? I don't think so, but um, it's controversial. Why would you to put incest in a song or in an album in a, title? Yeah. What was the I'm, Steely Dan beef with that? He was like, "I'm the kind of punk that will always shit on Steely Dan or something," and then yeah. all these people. It was so good, and he's done this before, and he went viral for it before. He just, I don't know, like the he knows how to be in the press, but I thought it was so good. It's such a it's such an open platform for cook karaoke because you have different tastes of music. You've got like 
the choices and everyone has to be on board and not be like, I don't want to do Here's my karaoke too. thing. You get one song each per night in a room of 10 where you can pick a song that no one else knows and it doesn't matter. It's your song. It doesn't matter if it's not a hit. It doesn't matter if no one knows the chorus. It's your song. You get one. And then the rest, you need to choose ones that people have at least heard of before. I don't practice Santeria. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Was, there like, anyone in this, <laughs> was there anyone in this karaoke group that couldn't sing, that didn't have a nice voice? Um, no, everyone pretty much that sang had a good voice. So that was that was a good part of it. Like, no one, everyone knew their skill set. No one was hogging the mic that was, like, terrible. You know what I mean? And I don't tell people that can't sing, I think they should be able to sing. I just think it's weird when they, like, think they're good singers but no one was like Houston there's a there's a hierarchy that develops over the night like we kicked it off pretty strong but then there's a tier of desire and aggressiveness towards the mic that some people gravitates like I a song come up I'd be like give me the mic Kirsten would just grab (laughs) the mic we're talking about this and I'm sure Taylor's (laughs) friends who aren't our core group of friends were like she's a mic hog or I was a mic hog but the problem is if you don't hog the mic then there would be nothing playing or just they, the karaoke track. Like, like they, they would just cut to like K-pop tracks and then everyone kind of wait around. And it's like, so either nothing's going to get played or everyone's going to hem and haw and act like, I don't want to go next. Or we're just going to take the reins. Being polite. But like, I also did, went out of my way to be like, come on, guys, get your next song in. Like, I don't want to be a Mike Hog. And every because everyone expects me to be a Mike Hog. I didn't know a lot of these people. I'm sure they know who I am. And they think she's a show off. She wants the center of attention. So I always have to mitigate how I go into a karaoke situation because I know everyone's going to expect me to be like, she wants the attention on her. And by the way, I do. Of course I do. But I have to, <laughs> I get it enough out there. But I do, but karaoke is different for me. I like, I like it because it's, it, you don't have to listen to me. You can like be in a conversation and let me just sing in the corner by myself. I don't care if everyone's like enraptured by what I'm doing. I'm like clapping after. But here's the second karaoke rule. So first, <laughs> you get one song that alienates everyone. It's okay. It can be terrible. It can be slow. It can be long. It's fine. You get one song. And everyone should have that. Not everyone takes that chance, but you should take it if you I can. I love that it alienates everyone. It doesn't bring them <laughs> together for the party. No, it, it can. That's what I'm saying. But you get one. But that's what I'm saying. That is it, though. The other song, if you, and by the way, you should try to choose an alienation song that you can really, like, win people over on. Last night, my alienation song was uh, You're On Your Own Kid. No, I knew no one had heard it. Everyone was kind of in the room in terms of, like, we don't listen to Taylor Swift. We don't listen to pop music. And I knew that this song is so good, and my sister knows it, too, and us singing it together and putting on kind of a performance, I knew it would be good. And by the way, it was good. And someone later on referenced, like, well, the last time the sisters sang, it was a fail, so maybe this time uh, Corey and Taylor. And I was like... Uh, excuse oh. me it was not a fail in fact i think many of the women were touched by the lyrics of that song when they were reading it i starved my body just to be saved by a perfect kiss all the like you're on your own kid you always have been i guarantee you there were girls today in that room that had never heard that song that today were like wait i gotta look up that song what was that song we won people over so if you have a niche song oh, do a it. performance in a way that makes it so people go Oh, that's nice. Or you know what? Or have your little moment alone with your Earl Tubb song that no one knows. And 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 that's fine too. The second rule is any other song you choose, 
it must be something that other people at least have heard on the radio, at least have heard one time before, a dirty work. Um, we got kind of scolded that Dave Matthews two-step was like, he goes, <laughs> one of the guys was like, well, we just heard a song that no one uh, no, knows, so here's another one. And, and he puts on a song that's like a rockabilly song that literally has like two YouTube views, and all it is is a grainy photo on the YouTube of like a guy with like, you know, doo-wop hair that literally the song has not been listening to, to since 1952 in like a, you know. Can you sing it? Do you remember any of it? No, do you? It was like, boom-dop went down to the river and I said, oh my God. A great karaoke hit. Grabbed her but hand. But don't compare that song to Two Step by Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> hey, my love, I came to you with best I don't care if you're not a Dave Matthews fan. You've heard, at least you've heard heard two-step before and by the way we did put two-step on but we stopped it midway through because it's a long song and i have respect for people who might not like dave matthews so i i I adjusted it but don't you dare (laughs) don't you dare compare my two-step choice which i didn't choose by the way to an you go the guy goes like well we just heard a song that no one knows so here's another one no 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 that was a dave dave matthews is a hit band that's won many Grammys that's been around for 30 years. Earl Tubbs or whatever bathtub honky-tonk you're about to sing has... No one knows it. It doesn't have a beat. It's just a guy, like, crooning in a fucking... uh, I don't know. Like, it was was just not... So don't compare the two. Do you know what I'm saying? And also, like, within the Lord of the Flies karaoke setting, there's 10 people. It's like I'm sure they could do their own podcast about how much they did not like our behavior. I just didn't like that comment. (laughs) The next thing (laughs) was, though, the person who becomes the identified announcer. So between songs, they take the mic and they're like, well, folks, now I'm the person who between each song, I'm going to be speaking and cracking jokes and it's just kind of like nut doesn't stop so. leave it to the comedian in the room and by the way i didn't even want that job but so they leave were it wanting- to the second in command which is my vp kirsten florman okay thank you like you but, let, yeah you know but i don't listen this is again people get drunk they get a little ballsy and i didn't i didn't mind the 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 commentary because the person had the mic already in hand. Yeah. He was just trying to keep the flow going. That's fine. But there is a weird hierarchy. And like, I'm, <laughs> and there was a girl in the room that I knew she wanted to sing. She had a little list. She brought a list of songs that she like thought might be good. And she was very timid about like, she goes, I've never done this before. I think I've seen karaoke one time, but you could tell she wanted to so badly. So I, at one point in the evening was like, what tell me what songs you have on your list and i was like because oh, they so were good. three mics so i was like i'll sing with you so we'll get people to sing with you so you can get your songs out so she said by saying the spin doctors and she had the other one that was like um what's the by big love hmm. you know the song i know all the songs i want you back want you oh ba- yeah did we sing that whatever I no said, it wasn't that was it that i need it i just want an under- maybe it was that i don't know it was something like that. I just but want to prince to build you. Yeah. To go ahead Spin Doctors to yeah. Princess was a banger. It was a great choice. The older but- the song, the longer the buffering took. They were like trying to find oldest <laughs> song ever. Yeah, um, they would have to go back and like access microfiche, go through yeah. files, Napster. go through um, it was just hieroglyphics fun. on cave wall to transfer. <laughs> and every room has their own demographic. Like we were definitely like, the our room was hot as How many pit? rooms were there? There's like so ten many rooms. It's like a tanning salon. You go back in a hallway and there's yeah. just like rooms. You walk in. They're like they, go in room four. Oh, yeah. They pictured everyone together. Well, we, no, no, no. The, we were ten people room. in one room. 
But like it was it was so hot in our room. The they they turned the heat up so we would get like fussy. And no, they, they didn't. Did the air clothes off. Okay. But they kept coming back song? through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so fun us. though. Karaoke is so fun. It's such a great idea for a party. And but yeah. just know that if you go and you're someone who likes to sing a lot, you gotta get people who are there's always gonna be people that are gonna get mad at you. And those people, they, go, they can go fuck themselves because they <laughs> grab the mic when you want to if you're going to be fussy about it. But there are people that are going to be like shy and really want to sing and like will hold back. And you got to you gotta engage them and go, I'll sing with you because people don't want to sing alone. It's really scary for people, but they still want to sing. So always make sure to grab the person that you can tell wants to sing. But and don't don't force them to sing alone. OK, they they want to do that so badly, but they do not have the courage for it yet. Sing with them, even if you <laughs> sing the mic next to each other's face and you sing with them like people. And I think so many people miss out on. I know there's listeners right now that are like, I've always wanted to sing karaoke and I never just want to get up on that stage alone. Sing with them, even they though my have... mom rejected me once. <laughs> they should How? have what? It was so rude like it was i still haven't let it go it was my birthday karaoke and my mom by the way one of my favorite karaoke songs is criminal fiona apple it's like my yes. one cool and it's also mm. my mom's and so i go perfect we'll sing it That's together so creepy kind of really <laughs> I've been she's a like writhing on the girl. Yes. <laughs> i've been careless with a delicate ma- okay so i go mom we'll sing it together and she's like no i don't want to i want to sing it alone i'm like Ooh. She Why? never gets to perform because of your dad. He's always nagging her. I know, but like, what? I'm, I'm someone also. I would rather sing. I don't care what song it is. I've been practicing it alone with an instructor for years. If someone is a good singer, I want to sing it with them. If someone's a bad singer, please take a back seat when you're singing with a good singer. Like, stop being as loud. Give them the loud microphone. Last night we had a dim microphone and a loud one, and I'm like. People who are worse singers take on the dim microphone. <laughs> yeah. Please take a note. You so, can't even hear people singing though. It's like but you're I was just so screaming. annoyed with my mom. Oh, back to, being back, yeah, back to that. Back to the criminal. But she just yes. was like, "I'm like, wouldn't that be fun to sing with your daughter who has a good voice too, who yes. also loves this song? Who usually and just sings like, with no, her. I dad. want to do it by myself. What? <laughs> who usually just sings with her dad? Now could do it with mom. Yeah, yeah, like." She, but she needed it on her own. She's like, I want to do it on my own. And I still have, my feelings are still hurt from that day. But maybe enough. she just wants to shine. But why not? But who, but she'll shine next to me. Like we can share it. Like, <laughs> but you I know are that's a star. You but get I the microphone a I lot. Would, if, if I could, I would share my comedy with her. Like I don't, I've never <laughs> once wanted to sing a karaoke song by myself. I think it's rude. And I think it's, I always want someone else, if they do, if they know the song and they're a good singer, I would 100% always prefer someone singing it with me. Because I also, so I feel embarrassed when I sing alone. Because she everyone's just, like, oh, she thinks she's so cool. You think it's so cute? You, did you sing? Yeah, that she likes, she wants to, because she has a great voice. She probably just I never know, gets just to solo. just why share it? I guess soul, but I, I don't know. I Sometimes know people are I, like, Nikki just needs so much attention. It wasn't that. I just wanted to share a song with my, I like singing with I people. That. I like watching TV with people. That's why I go on Instagram live and sing to 33 followers of our account because I don't like doing things alone. So it just hurt my feelings that she would rather be alone and like show everyone her goods than share the song. And I'm not, a. if I sing with someone, I'm not trying to like, do more things than them vocally or like try to like <laughs> I, I know where I stand I would let her shine it was just like 
it was just so rude to me and mm. I literally need a mm. therapy session over it. It hurt my feelings. Well, that's why we're here I'm today. Sorry. Good. And well, I mean, that's why I'm wearing glasses. I've already cried today. I, <laughs> oh, at least I've been crying that? a lot lately. No, no, no. I mean, it's mixed in there. That's d- deep in there. I think that wound still hasn't healed from my birthday party where I've literally never. And my mom has done it multiple times. I've never gotten to sing criminal at my own birthday party, which is my favorite so- song to sing because my mom, it's her only song to sing and she has to do it alone. I get that. Why it so would I'm still wounded you. from that. What would Everyone you say? Gets, I get that why you're wounded about it too. I because mean, you would rather sing alone than share something with your daughter. That's why it upsets me. She wants the glory without the... Sh- like, you feel I see what what you glory? Mean, no. no one gets awarded but anything it, it at that It's sure about her brain, community. Her brain you probably share something with your mom. It's totally different. Yeah. yeah. There's probably like another perspective that hasn't been discussed. But and I I'm do, trying to consider that, yes. I think that like Warren probably Warren. performing yesterday, especially since you weren't like on the road, like this is your creative outlet, your outpouring of emotions and stuff like that. So that definitely probably unlocked something within you that is making you like a little bit more emotional today. Oh, interesting. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I like mean, I did feel, yeah, I got, I got a lot out last night singing and, and performing singing. It definitely is better than comedy for that, for sure. But it's I woke therapeutic. up this just like, oh, just so sad and like just depressed today. But we're going to turn that ship right around and we'll be right back after this for the break. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. 
that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Um, so let's just say last night was last night was so fun. I probably have a hangover from how like fun it was and how much of a release it was. My mm-hmm. sister was there. It was Taylor's birthday. Her sister was there. Taylor's friends, Kirsten. It was a blast. And then Friday night. Oh yes, please. Went I to go I see. got this text from you at like ten at night. Yes. And it was a photo. Now and then w- once I learned that Kirsten was there, I saw your Instagram. I'm like, okay, now I know who took this photo. Yes. And I need all the details of how so you met Adam, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler was I snuck the photo. at the Enterprise Center, which is the big are- hockey arena, on Friday night. And Chris, uh, my boyfriend, is doing the Mark Twain Prize um, for humor for, pe- for sorry CNN, which is going to air at some point, but they're, f- they're taping it soon. So he is already, he's show running this huge production. Cool. And if you've ever seen the Dave Chappelle one, he did that one too. So he's, well versed at these he's really good at them and um it's it's awesome to get to do this and it's gonna be such a funny night of like comedy and just celebrating adam sandler it's like a big fucking to do the names that they have for this thing it's like better than the academy awards like it's insane who's gonna show up for this so um adam sandler came to town on friday night chris got tickets through adam's people because he's working on this event and then i he put the tickets under my name just in case and he also isn't stupid because he wanted to maybe people to see like, oh, Nikki Glazer's going to be here maybe. So then I got us primo parking because I have an in there through working the Stiefel Center, which is right next to it. So I get the best parking. It's like you're parking so like it's your Adam Sandler, like you're right. showing up for the show. And it parking's such a nightmare down there. And the line around the block, we get to go in through the security entrance. It's fucking, it's sick. Nice. It makes, it's the nicest time I've ever felt about being so a celebrity. Good. Yay. Um, so we go in, this. we get to our seats, they're floor seats, it's awesome. The show oh. is, if you have a chance to see Adam Sandler, first of all, watch 100% Fresh on Netflix if you haven't. It is the funniest special going. No one's touches it. No one's. Pound for pound laughs and silliness and like just fun. No one's special touches it. I'm telling you. Maybe Bo Burnham, but Bo Burnham has like an edge of depression throughout the whole thing. There's like a existential crisis. Adam Sandler 
tell me, watch that special and tell me it's not the hardest you've laughed at any special, comedy special out there. It is the best. So we are, it, his whole show is so funny. He did like an hour and a half of just him. Uh, we saw Rob Snyder open. He was great. And then it goes into Sandler. Sandler's killing with stand-up, music, everything. Oh so from God. the 100% Fresh special, I've become obsessed with two songs on there. Or three. Alcoholic Lawyer. Um, if you can find it on Spotify, it's about an alcoholic lawyer. <laughs> you just gotta, just listen to Alcoholic Lawyer. It's literally a 20-second song, and it's so funny. And then Station 69, which is about two astronauts who 69 each other in space. And oh, it's I so funny. One. And it's just... It literally is one of my be- like favorite songs. I listened to it earlier that day when I was running in the park. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a beautiful song. And then the Chris Farley song. And you guys have heard me talk about this recently. Like I've been obsessed with the Chris Farley song. I was struggling with Bob Saget. Played it for stuff. us. Yeah, I played trip. it for. Yeah, I didn't even know Adam Sandler was coming to town when I played it for you guys. I've been yeah. playing it for everyone. I'm obsessed. So then we go. And I was saying to Chris early in the show, I was like, man, my life would be made if they played Farley's song. Because it's the only one out of 100% Fresh, the special, that I was like, they might redo. But I don't even think Adam would do that. I was like, man, it would be – I think I would lose it because it, I'm so emotional about that song. I just – seeing it live would be like seeing Wilco do I Am My Mother or like Taylor Swift do You Are On Your Own Kid. Like that's how good that song is to me. But I had no – because comedians are so weird about repeating material. I knew he wouldn't sing it. So then at the end, he starts – I hear all of a sudden the the tinkling of keys. And I'm like, oh, it's Station 69. They're fucking doing my favorite song. Like Farley I knew was a chance they would sing it, but not really much. Station 69, there was no chance they were going to play it. And then he played it, and it is so good. And Rob Snyder played the the astronaut who he, you know, 69's with, and it's so yes. funny. <laughs> Doesn't he do that in the special, too? Yes, but he comes okay. up walking in this one because in, in the special, oh, okay. he's, like, flying, and he's wearing yeah. an astronaut suit. This, he just puts on a helmet. But it was still so upside good. upside down, 69. Yes. So it's, like, the song is, like, it's awfully cold in outer space tonight. I sent the message back to Earth to tell them we're all right. Uh, I I I check the something something and look for instruments to fix. And he's like, but my favorite part of space is when we suck each other's dicks. And he's like, <laughs> and the whole thing is like they are floating through outer space and they they can't control it and they turn in a way that they both suck each other's dicks accidentally. And they call it it's it's just another accident on Station sixty nine. <laughs> and then he's like, and then at the end he goes, it's just another accident. And then rubs rubs goes it's just another thing that on purpose i did and they go, it's just another afternoon on station 69 it's so good but the music and the melody is just i don't know about it i just like love it it's not even the joke part that makes me laugh as hard it's just like it's a beautiful song so then they play that then they played farley i'm like crying tearing up then we have a guy come over and like like get our attention we're like in the row and he like passes down these like these like stickers that say adam sandler and the date and then my name on them and he passes five of them and there's five of us it's me chris kirsten um tim chris's brother and emma tim's wife and i'm like i don't even know what these are but we're like watching the show we're like i guess they're backstage precious but i don't know in what contact like i don't know what to do with any of these and then at the end like after he finishes farley the guy comes back you know, 30 minutes after he gave us the passes and he's like, come on guys, come on. And so we are ushered out and then we get to go backstage. We're on the side of the stage for like the last song, which is a beautiful song. It's the song. I want to grow old with you. The one from wedding singer. And then 
Um, and then we go backstage and then we are backstage in this area, the same area when I went to the blues game where there was like a buffet and we get to hang and see all the like the blues coach and all these stuff. Same area. I'm like, oh, been here before. And was Nancy Pelosi lady there? <laughs> as they should. As they <laughs> should. <laughs> I got back. That sounds like my mom. Like, mom, I'm, I, I got backstage. They gave me best kisses for Adam Sandler. As they should. <laughs> You're goddamn star. <laughs> Take it back, Julie. <laughs> now give me that microphone, Nick. <laughs> and so, yeah. Criminal. <laughs> I'm a criminal, baby. Criminal. I'm, I'm going to sing oh, it alone. I want to sing it alone. <laughs> I, we should call my mom to see her oh side God, of things. Please, uh, please. Um, so then she, so then we go backstage, and then I, we are all like freaking out because we know we're about to meet Adam Sandler. It's Adam Sandler. I really just said recently, I think he's the last person comedically that I'm like I haven't met him and Julia Louis Dreyfus, Jennifer Aniston, God. who would be like really big to me. And so I am like in that kind of weird state where we're all looking like Tim, me, Emma, Kirsten's like more chill. Kirsten's like, Oh, is there a bathroom like here? Like, oh. <laughs> like okay. we, enter, Kirsten's we like, enter the buffet area and I'm like, ask the guy who like just brought us there. I was like, how can I get out of here to go to the bathroom? I gotta pee. <laughs> we like entered this like quarantined <laughs> off area for VIP and Kirsten's like, um, like, okay. So like, how long do you think we're going to stay here? Like, no, I like, was excited. I was just, no, I was <laughs> being, I was being coolio, coolio, just like right. trying to be, she didn't cool, even have to pee. Coolio K from Kansas. Just yeah, like she's trying. Cool. So but I did have to pee, but I just was look. we're Tim and Tim's a comedian. I'm, we're like Chris, we're, I go, we're about to be at, Fucking like, we're like losing it then it gets to be like a little bit longer and i'm like okay i really have to pee and i don't want a picture with adam sandler where i look like i'm four months pregnant with like pee so <laughs> i walk out because i go kirsten i'm gonna go and kirsten tells me where it is and i start walking out and then i see adam sandler and i just like turn around and go he's coming he's coming, coming. he's coming and he walks in and i'm like and he's like, they're like, this is Nikki Glazer. And I'm like, oh, hi. And he's like, Nikki. And um, and I went in for a hug. And he goes in for a fist pound as I'm going for a hug. Oh. And I go, I'm so sorry. I go, as I'm hugging him, I go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry you went in for the fist. And he goes, no, I was just giving you the option. And, I, and then he fist pounds everyone else. And I'm like, no, he does he not like germs. Me. Yeah, he does not want a hug. And That's I went fine. in for a hug. So that was embarrassing. But also, who cares? He's, he's gracious. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't care. And then, um, and then he was so nice. And he, and then I was like, my boyfriend is like, you know, he's producing. He goes, I heard. He goes, who's that? And then they meet and he meets all of us. And then he like, then everyone's just digging into the food, like all the crew he's and like, everyone. Get the, who wants Rob barbecue? Snyder. And there's a guy that's in um, Waterboy that plays a guy that don't like this. He's there too. And, um, it's just like, and then the guy that brought us backstage, like their stage manager, who's he's, I was like, thank you so much. I was like, and he was like, I've been to dinner with you like three times. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, it's been, I've been at dinners with Spade. I'm like, I don't, wh- how do I not remember? And I was like, it was probably a dinner where it was too many people and I was too shy. And he was like, yeah, pro- yeah, I was shy too. I felt bad. But he was really sweet and he was like, um, and he really set up the, I feel like he like facilitated the whole thing. So I want to thank him for getting us those VIP tickets. So, so it was just like so, um, but I talked to Adam like a lot like I went over and told him that I used to babysit for Judd Apatow and for his children not him and that he called one night and was the nicest he was like I vaguely remember that he kind of liked that story he was asking about um I told him I was friends with Spade he said I'm sorry about that um 
He uh, <laughs> he was just like so cool. And then, oh, we talked about his, I was like, that set was amazing because it was so funny. There were so many new the balloon. songs. Oh my God. He has this one <laughs> song where he like, he like, he talks about like when you, I don't want to burn it, but he talks about when you like have a balloon and you just want to like let it go. And like back in the 80s, you could just let a balloon go and you'd like watch it go up in the air. And it would just be an event where everyone would like watch the balloon go up and up. And everyone, it was just fun to be like, it gets so high. Like, it, whoa, wow. And you watch it. But there now it it's like pollution, you know, like you can't do that. And so now he's like talks about like he had a balloon and like someone was like, don't do it. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm taking it home. I'm just going to take it home. with it. And then it's in the car <laughs> and it's like blocking your fucking view. And he's like, I just want to let it go so bad. Like, and then he like, act, he pretends to like go for the door. And he's like, oh, it accidentally fell out of my hand. And then the guy's like, you, that was on person. He goes, no, it wasn't. And then he's like, but look at it. Like, you just got to still look at it. And then the balloon, then later that night, the balloon comes back. He hear, hears something at his window and the balloon comes back and is like, thank you. Thank you for letting me fly. It was my dream to fly. And he's like, okay, balloon, cool. I'm glad you got that. And the balloon's like, I have, it's one of two dreams I have. I don't want to ruin it, but he's like, he goes, okay, cool. I'm glad you got your dream. Because I said I had two dreams. And he goes, okay, uh, well, I guess what's the other one? He goes, I just really want someone to go down on me. <laughs> balloon it's second dream was that's that's the beauty of adam sandler's like it goes from this like relatable thing of like oh you release a balloon and it's so fun to watch and it's like even that is like very specifically like it's a thing that's relatable that we all know but no one's ever put it in those words and it was just so it brought us all together then he starts talking about going down on this balloon and then it gets <laughs> wild it's so funny like untying the balloon and then it the air comes out just a little bit like and the balloon goes like, oh, that was a queef. But he so called so it something weird. he was like, yeah, he called oh. it like a heliqueef or something. like. <laughs> um, and it was, it's just, it was so absurd, so funny. But I was just telling him like how great his new hour was. And he's like, uh, you know, it's just so hard to get a new hour. I'm like, I'm not writing songs and producing like heart yes. rendering. Like the Farley song is one of the best songs I've heard in a decade. Like it's touched me in so many, like. The, the, what he's doing is much harder than stand-up comedy. No offense to every stand-up no, comedian. All like the videos and the photo montages and just it's so visually like yes. you're not bored for one Not second. even one second. And he's so lovely. Anytime someone goes like, I love you, Adam! He's like, he just goes like, love you, lovely. Like he has to do it a million times during the show, but he does it in a way that doesn't make everyone do it, you know? For a while I was like, stop acknowledging them because they're going to keep doing it. But he's he's so grac gracious He's so nice. He's so he's so full of love. He talked about St. Louis in the perfect way. Like it was a master class for me Ooh. in terms of like going to to see how someone can make a night so special. He does a song about selfies and how lame they are. And then by the end of it, he's like, but selfies are actually fucking cool. Let's take a bunch. And he takes a <laughs> selfie with the whole stadium. He gets every little corner so that you Everyone's see yourself like, in it. And it's, you know, wow. on the big screen. So then you're a part of the show like. Oh, and then he does so a part cool. where he like sings about he just is like okay I need a couple in their 20s and then he puts a flashlight on them he holds a flashlight and then he sings like he came to the show tonight because he wanted to get like and then he does a, like a story about them and he's like just know that if I find you with the flashlight this isn't exactly your story we're just having fun he's just very protective <laughs> of everyone but also having such a good time um, and it was just like it was so cool to meet him. And then by the end of it, so cool. Um yeah, we were just like 
the guy was walking us out that got us in there and his stage manager and was like, Adam asked you if you're on the road. You know why he did that, right? And I was like, no. And he was like, he 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 wants he would want you to come on the road. And I was like, no, that's not why he asked me because I was like, he was like, are you on the road right now? And I was like, yeah, like every weekend. This is my first weekend off in like a month or so. And um, he was like, yeah, that's why he asked you. And I was like, well, tell him I will cancel my tour. <laughs> no offense, Anya and Matt. I will do anything to go on the road. So I'm really hoping that he puts in a good word and I get to go out on some dates with him and just fly and in. And I would come see too. you again. Yeah, oh I said gosh, I would do yes. Station 69, but I have to be a, a man because they suck each other's dicks in that. So I was like, I'll transition for that song. I want you to be in one of his songs. Like I want him to do a like a song collab with you. I would love it. I mean, it His really inspired me. To, oh my gosh! I to just want to do more songs because they're just short. They can just be one verse and then seconds. have a punchline, and then you go into the bit. Like you can, the song can be one verse, a chorus, and then and then I crash the plane into a hill, and then it's like done, right. and then everyone laughs. It doesn't have to be like this you don't need to weird Al it or to even Bo Burnham it, where it's like a whole song with a bridge, and it, like you don't need it. And I like how you just had like he had a beat one song. It was like. Boom, 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 boom. And he just say, guy in the movie theater with a backpack. Boom, 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 boom. He's alone. And like, you're how you're like us all nervous. Yeah. Sitting between me and the exit. Boom, boom, So he just is like talking about like fat cop on a horse. What did he do to get his squad car ticket from him? Like he's just, he's talking about things in society that we like all notice. Like it was just a device to... So it was so, and then there was a song about bathroom stall, like public restrooms, and how each stall has something disgusting. Like one is filled <laughs> with shit, one sprayed with piss, the other's filled with blood. One is like like moving down to the handicap. Got a homeless guy passed out. What's that? And boom, what a boom! Like <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like mundane. It's it's uh, observational. It's funny. It is out of the box. It is disgusting at times. There were some songs that were like so gross that you were like oh and then the visuals with them on the screen so <laughs> another thing that made me go oh adam sandler is known as this like squeaky clean if i talked to i'm not trying to play the card of like i'm persecuted but i get known all every single fucking interview i do talks about how lewd i am how crude how just dis, how disgusting i am how i don't hold back how I'm, all i talk about is sex and I doubt that Adam Sandler gets asked about how disgusting his jokes are all the time, even though I love that about his jokes. He should not change them. But I feel like why I'm so sick of doing interviews where I get talked about like, well, uh, just to know, let you know that this station, um, there could be old people listening. And I go, who knows more about sex and like war and like they've yeah. old people. <laughs> why are we protecting old people? I got told that this week. We have a lot of old people who listen to our station. It's like, are they four year? Like, I think they, they can handle the dirtiest this. jokes. Yes, it's they have true. been around the they longest. Like it. They can. Why are we protecting them? You have resties. You have fans that are resties. Yeah, dude. But um, any takeaways for you from um, Adam Sandler night? I just loved it because I love writing little songs. You know that it's like my thing. Yes, and I just saw how easy. It, I mean. It, he made it look easy because it was like, oh my gosh, I've totally thought that thought. But I loved how you could do that. You the could attention do does, span sure. was Not so could. easy. Like he would be like, grass is growing, the sky is blue, blah 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 blah, and my daughter's friends hate me or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just like a picture of his daughter and like 
and her friend like her yeah like and i hate my daughter's friends and then he has this whole story about meeting his daughter's friend in the in the kitchen and how he's just this kid was eating his turkey out of the fridge it's like you gotta go see adam sandler live if you can't fly to a city and go see it it was so good but yeah at one point so we were in the crowd watching it and he had a, a venti Starbucks cup, and I was just like, God, I want to know what his order is so bad. Because he's like sipping this Starbucks cup, and I'm just like, I wonder what it is. And I assumed it was black coffee because most men are just like, they just drink black coffee. And um, and then Kirsten, we're backstage, and and oh, and Kirsten also at one point we were joking if I like, because people kept yelling out in the lulls, like, I love you, Adam! You're the Sandman! You can do it! You know, like all these things. So Kirsten was like, what if you yelled out, what is your Starbucks order? <laughs> I knew you wanted to know. So then so we were backstage and Kirsten, we're joking again. If I asked him what his Starbucks we order was, already, like how ridiculous that would be. Right. It's a that was question. the joke. I turned my back for two seconds and Kirsten goes, Adam, Nikki's dying to know. She wants to be able to <laughs> get job. you a Starbucks someday. What is your Starbucks? But why did you say she wants to get you a Starbucks no, someday? All I said, let me f- rephrase it. We were already there. He was sitting alone, kind of looking over at us. Yeah, he, more wanted, he wanted an interaction. We had yeah. Rob Schneider and the that's group. The thing, when you're a famous person, people think you want to be left alone and then you end up not alone. being a part of conversations yeah. because everyone's trying to respect. Like, I, in retrospect, I really wish I would have talked to him more. Because yeah. I just was like, he's tired. He d- wants to do his thing. And I forget that I always want to hang after shows. And then later, hang. the guy that walked me out was yeah. like, because I said to him, I was like, if Adam brings me on the road, just let him know. I will hang as much as he wants. And I will always leave him alone as much as he wants. I have no, I have respectful boundaries of his art. And he goes, oh, no, all Adam wants to do is hang. And I was like, oh, I want to do is <gasps> hang. tour manager is like, an That's angel. all I want to do. I know he's the best. He, he, you and know, I was like, I just like we just have to give them a little bit of props because there's some people who just are so good at networking and connecting people and that he yes. just has this kind of foresight to to make this happen. It added so much more to just going to see Adam Sandler front row. It's so much more than that. Yeah. I just think the best thing is when people have a good crew that know how yes. to deal with other people. So, mm, you don't. that's yeah. like their job. To like curate what they want and make it. And just make it easy. Make your Mm -hmm. night easy. Make everything flow. It's such a hard job too. Like you have to know exactly when to go out to find Nikki Glaser in the crowd with her friends and have the things ready. Yes. And sprinkle these things. Yeah. It's a talent. Anything else to really order. I didn't have anything else to ask him. I didn't talk to him like, hey, I'm Kirsten. I was just, I just like, nice to meet you. Bump. He looked at me. Boom. So then the night was winding down. He was looking over and I was just like, I glanced at him. He made eye contact. and I was like. Adam, what's your Starbucks order? Nikki wants to grab you one next time you're in town. And he was like, Which is black like, coffee, I didn't Stevia. Like line. I just had to. Oh, I know, but I, we cute. just. It, he didn't care. He and wasn't I was like, like oh. no, I wasn't like trying to get him. I was like, I, he knows that. I know, you're a but celebrity. It reminded Jesus. me. It gave. Oh, it was it, triggering. It gave. It was giving. If I could use a term that I don't use, it was giving <laughs> energy from when Kirsten and I took a train <laughs> one one year. <laughs> Because her mom's scared of flying. Eighth grade to eighth grade to New Mexico to visit her grandparents, and we got there. And um, Kirsten just kept telling her grandmother that I loved women's rights and that she <laughs> should tell me about suffrage and like the women's rights the movement. Suffragette. And so Kirsten would leave me alone with her grandma and be like, "Nikki's dying. She loves women's rights. Tell her about it." And then I would be like stuck with her grandma <laughs> about women's You're rights. You're like looking through a photo album, looking at me like. 
yeah and it was it was giving that for me where kirsten like shouts something and then like throws me into it and then i'm stuck but um his order is black coffee with stevia <laughs> see you wanted to know and i helped you and that was and like i go i was right i didn't guess stevia but um yeah i know at least i have i have training in meeting your famous friends like getting through really? it and not being like so david spade oh my god i loved that movie that you were in You're not punishing i saw them. and i watched it no i just sit and wait and wait, and I get to say one or two things, and I feel like that's a good boundary. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. can go in hard. I just don't want you to make say something dumb. Like Nikki wants to get you one next. Nikki time. can't like, wait that to was be the a- embarrassing part. I don't care what if you if ask wa- him. Nikki's wondering up- what your order is, but when you said Nikki wants to get you one, I was just like, no, Nikki. What if I walked up and I was like, <laughs> hey Adam, oh my god, you know what? I think Nikki would like love to be on tour with you. Like she's just like obsessed and just I mean, being that would, so. Dirty. I mean that would be hell too, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of like. I just, when we had, well, I, I didn't do this with my friends, but when I looked at other normal kids doing this, where like they had a crush on a boy, and the yes. friend was the one <laughs> yes. who was like, "Oh, I think, I think uh, Amy yes. likes Adam, you. Nikki likes you. Yeah." And yeah. then like Nikki, why don't you guys kiss? Right. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> yes. That was my. What? That was kind of my job. Yes. Being it- your like six months older chaperone in through <laughs> high school. That, that is true six, six months Nikki older you knew better than to do it with boys because i would have just like turned into a, like a frozen. puddle of like hell like, yeah wait who did she do it with adam sandler last night like what would you know. and with her grandmother school, I mean. like just in those or Nikki's she'd like, be like in a store or something you know like she just put me in embarrassing situations <laughs> i do love to put you in because it made you who you are today now you can handle oh, anything yeah, you're yeah. responsible <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so everything. much. I'm you, trying to think of other examples where you were you just can be like handle anything. Nikki like loves your shirt. Like like where did you get the, like we'd be making fun of something and then Kirsten would like Nikki point really it out, wants like, to get into archery. She wants to do it. You want to tell her about yeah, it? Yeah, like if like, we were like at a school thing, like going to see like someone work with like owls. <laughs> Nikki, you love that, but I do though. love owls. Yeah, I mean <laughs> going to just, the art museum and and telling the curator that you'd like to go through the mummy exhibit another time. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then you were such a polite kid. You would have been like sure <laughs> yeah i mean i'm still a polite kid. polite kid and then we went over but yeah it was it was an adventurous weekend we went to my sister's house and her kids were uh just wild wild enough. it was the the pitch was just like like tea kettles and cats screaming <laughs> <laughs> after a while we were like oh my god oh yeah i always go over there and like i wear like so nice fun. lululemon new pants that i just pulled out of the dryer and they have like just crap all over them like stickiness like kids are just so <laughs> dirty like i felt like i got done going to like bonnaroo after that like i was just like i yeah. need to shower for like eight days like getting festival away from vibes because they're just like the drooling everywhere they're they're sucking on things and then they're jumping on you with like hands with bananas in them like Mothers just never can be clean. They always have a sucker and then they grab your hand and it's sticky and then... But Poppy was chasing me around with a full banana in her hand that she was like (laughs) grasping onto and then like shoving it into my hair. It was just like... I don't love you. It's like anymore. It's like when you have that, like to get away from me, treat me as persona non grata. It's like calisthenics too. The, 
get me. You can't get me. And then running oh, wow. around, sprinting. I was wearing my Brooks. I was like, I was like, I have a disease physical. where I can't walk anymore. I like <laughs> made, you know, we we're playing make believe, and I go, I can't. I lost my legs, use of my legs, so I couldn't chase them. And then they were like, <laughs> your legs are healed. And I was like, God damn it, this fucking <laughs> your legs are healed. They would just like suddenly like do cast a spell on my legs, and now my legs are healed. And I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> They're so cute. This. I love them. And then they started getting naked, and that was a whole thing. But at yes. one point, I, I was like, I'm going to join the party. And so I just pulled down my pants. I've never mooned anyone in my life. What? Literally, Wait. I don't moon. I just pulled down my pants to my butt because they were just just my butt. Like, who cares? Okay. So I just pulled down my, my butt like because they were just going around in circles and we would run through the living room and they were running through naked. And then what, I started running with them. And just to surprise Lauren and Kirsten, I went through and I pulled down my pants, just my butt and like skipped behind. And then the kids saw my butt and they were laughing. They like couldn't handle it. And then I apologized to Lauren later. I'm like, should I have not done that? And she was like, no, that was hilarious. It was just your butt. Who can like, I have the video. I'll delete it if you want. Oh, you should delete it for your sake because my butt is <laughs> disgusting. I, I froze it. And it, it is was like, like librarian flat Mrs. Stifler, <laughs> like the most disgusting ass I've ever oh, seen no. in my life. Like, I and I honestly did not care because it was supposed to be for a joke. So like it's, it's funny. Cute. I woke up today wanting to kill myself because I hate how much I look. But my ass yesterday is truly it's one of the grossest things I've ever seen in my life. Like I did not know my I think Chris should break up with me based on it. But I did not care at all and I still don't care because I don't care about my ass really. Yeah, it's behind you. Yeah. Leave I all that, that behind video. You. But if any of you saw your ass look like mine did, you would you would jump off a, a cliff. You really would. It's one of the worst asses I've ever well, seen. Well, it's an adult butt that when you're in motion, I think that was part of the thing you were like, oh my God. Because you were like <laughs> skipping and I was like pausing it and going slowly and like backing you up and going forward and backing you up. And it's like an adult butt in motion with like No, light. I could tell I my sister my in person in was so horrified. They but were just you weren't like, trying to no, make it we sexy. Weren't. You were trying to have like a no, goofy, silly so butt. Exactly. That's the difference. Is like I don't. If I can look ugly, if I'm trying to look ugly, I don't. I don't care at all. When I look ugly and I don't want to be, that's where I like lose my mind and start crying all day. But like like, shaking it around, and it was like yeah, it didn't bother me because it was not meant to be. It wasn't look meant to look hot. It was not supposed to be hot at all. It was it was to be around kids and just show your butt and be like, oh my god, Aunt Nikki just showed her butt. Like it's just they won't even remember it if I did it right. You are setting a foundation for being the most. Fun aunt. I mean, I you don't were know about sandlering. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I probably could get some kind of tickets in some county for what I did to show. I mean, I could get some money off that. If okay, I to sell it. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, you could. Well, I could get some money off of the fucking butt shot you sent me, that's bitch. True. All right, oh, we gotta yeah, go yeah, to break. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Yeah, Kristen took a hot picture for her husband the other day, and it was I saw it on her phone, and then I was like, "Will you send that to me? Because it's so hot, like it's inspiring." And so she sent it to me. It's inspiring. It is. It's so hot. It was the angle, and I know my mom's going to listen to this, and she's not like in the generation. Will you show us how you set up the the camera? Can I show you how you did it? Yeah, yeah. And so at karaoke, you have to watch this on YouTube if you want to see. At karaoke last night, I did the same. It's the best way to take a picture of your butt if you have a good one and you want to send it to a guy or a girl out of town, and I just want to say, "Hey, Corey, look at this." So I set it up. Okay, so the phone is propped up against something like a a a mug, a friend's mug. She's coming off the mic. So you get up. She gets up. She you take you take a staggered stance. So one leg back. One a staggered forward. stance. You can still <laughs> talk into yeah. Kind of like a lunge. A lunge. Hold on, I'll take it right now actually, so I can get the. So you keep one leg straight, like down. Oh, this is good. Okay, so you're in a staggered lunge stance. Okay. Slightly pivot your hips so that the cheeks are facing the front of the screen. Lean back. A staggered lunge stance. Arch the back stance. I don't think I could do that movement. Boom. We'll I'll take send it. it to you guys. Yeah, we'll send it. We'll post it on our story. 
It's perfect. Yeah, make sure. I wonder if my butt could look that good in that though, because you have a great butt. That's the thing. Thank you. Well, do you want to so see? So basically, if I can... you're just doing a lunge and you take a picture of it from Are the you side. Have your pants a side off. Angle. Yes. Pants well, off. She had her pants off. Are you tightening sure. your butt muscles as you do um, this? I'm flexing at my hips so that kind of my my butt bones are going back into like a squat. Do you hear Kirsten getting Pilates? Voice? <laughs> I know. So if you just do it with a round, but you do have to use a little technical joint. Yeah, I can't that. arch so my back like just, that. If you're here, it's not going to look as good. But if you extend your hips and kind of yeah, you got to pop that oh ass. Whoever is watching the YouTube clip is Sorry. like jerk offable right now from Kirsten going. Oh, it's arch kind of back. It's a little bit of a you Pilates. I know Nikki's going to listen to this later to take a nap too. So I can hunch my back, extend your legs. Yeah, I can hunch your back. Yeah, do a hunch back. Send why? Out. Okay, here's my question. Hunchback butt pick. Why don't our bodies naturally do what they're supposed to do? Why is everything that looks good hard? Because the human body was designed to move as efficiently as possible. And that means that there's a lot of muscular compensations that occur. So over time, you develop muscle imbalances and injuries due to your body loading the way it really shouldn't. Where, does it get, where do we go wrong? Why can't we just well, stay the way? Because babies have perfect posture. They walk with they walk with an arch back. They have their butt sticking out. They walk perfectly aligned. Well, over time, like is it shoes? Over time, shoes. I don't. Who knows, chicken or the egg? But like, there's no uh, there's no question of chicken or the egg. Over I'm time, when does it start? Your, oh, like even as babies, like you're not supposed to do an inverted V sit where the knees you're bending and the toes go out because it, then it creates issues for when you're standing. Your foot flattens and the knee goes in and your butt gets weak. And like, but then why do kids do that naturally? Because it feels good to sit. Because they're way. really lax. Like their muscles are really lax and not fully formed till about puberty. So why and at puberty don't we harden up come a little out bit the right way? They Why do come do out the right way. Need to go to Pilates. Well, because we don't, we no longer work in fields, and we're not hunting and gathering yeah, and moving sitting. all day. We sit and yeah. we sit and we sit. I and we eat that foods answer. that are okay. inflammatory, which create even more inflammation. And okay, what are what are the foods we should avoid that are inflammatory? Popcorn, I mean, fast food, <laughs> fried food. Well, you don't need popcorn, right? Because it's like a Ayurveda. Popcorn's like, oh, disruptive like, on the digestive system. What do you call it? You're like, it's like a... It's Ayurvedic medicine at people. No, but I mean, you call popcorn something when you're like, I can't have that. It's too... So there's... there's Ayurveda is the earth elements reflected in our bodies. So you're like, it's it's pata. Air, heat, you're like, it's mata. Air, fire, and... Um, <laughs> And pitta. earth. You're like, it's so pitta. Vata, it's too pitta. Vata, pitta, kapha. It's like three signs that you're made up of more okay, of one of the this would be a great blah, blah, blah. we know nothing. <laughs> yes. There we go. So anyways, okay, this is also one of those hard. subjects that I get so nervous about because no matter it's, how many times I learn vata, pita, kapha, it goes right out my mind. But it's it's literally just like like you can take a quiz. You can kind of see what applies to you. And then you can look at a list of stuff. Is that one better than the other? Because be I know I'm the worst one. The <laughs> worst <laughs> one. I'm probably oh, yeah. whatever the one is there's that vata, like no one wants to be. Vata, I'm that one. And you're going to be like, no, no it's good one. to be that one. It's for good. <laughs> it's like kappa. good for like Nordic oh, yes, temperature. Yes. Which and one's you're the worst? not that one. You're the skinny, tall one that's really fast. You're vata. You are made yeah. of air and light, and you're just like yeah. ideas. So and I don't need to take the quiz. You already know. You don't oh, want to know, know what this, the one is that so, I am and that my mom is. It's a cow grazing in a field. Cow? Are you cow? You and your mom are both tiny it's little bird bones. No. The, no. So uh, you guys, at different times in your life, you can test for different things. I think I'm are, more whatever Nikki is now. You are one, like let's say you are kapha, but where your imbalance lies, I've I've seen a pr- practitioner to kind of diagnose, like I am pitta, which is a fire, but my imbalances lie in the vata, so the air. 
So when I'm my imbalances are anxiety, worry, fear. Like whose aren't? Well, kaphas don't have a ton of anxiety. Like I have what? Yes. I this is the astrology of well, India. Well, I don't have this a is, lot of anxiety. I have a lot of depression. That's kapha. That's a kapha. Okay, so I'm a so, fat cow. It's not fat cow. <laughs> Whatever if you, it if is. You have excess, I knew I was the worst one. If you have excess kapha, <laughs> you, there's anything you need to add fat. vata. So what? maybe the, the foods you eat that are like, you love foods with like air and crispy. Like yes. That mm. can help balance. Because they're low calorie Anyways. and I have an eating disorder. It's not because I'm pitta <laughs> or kapha. It's just It's because I'm a, a, a person that grew up in the 2000s who didn't get enough emotional support from her parents at a young age. But some of these types and are I'm a also, Gemini. It's yeah, meant to just be yeah. fun and like you notice things like if you eat popcorn and maybe you don't poop for two days, that's kind of not. Who would notice far. that? I who, do. Who could trace not pooping to I had popcorn? Me. Me. Really? See? Oh yeah. Anya knows she's in. Wait, do you not poop from my body? No, but I know when there's something awry yes. in my body. How do you, do, I, how do, you do I was that? Based my mom off has COVID right now. My mom has COVID. She's like, I feel amazing. I'm not sick at all. I give her a test. And the stripe comes immediately. I'm like, you have a ve- you're very positive right now. Just chill out. She has no idea she's even sick. She has all, I'm like giving her the test. She has tons of snot. Meanwhile, she's like, I feel amazing. I feel great. What is that type, Kirsten? I mean, it's not like that's a type. Well, I wish I was someone that could eat a little thing and go, oh, my stomach I'm just hurts. sensitive. Like, like, Anya, it's it's sensitivity. I think like the more HSP, HSP. highly sensitive, like this uh, karaoke room last night for an HSP, my sister would have like been like banging <laughs> yeah. her head on the wall. Like, no, are, are you good at this? Do you know when you eat popcorn and don't poop, you're like, oh, I can trace it to the thing that I ate that made me not poop. I don't even know I haven't pooped. I was on Dancing with the Stars for eight weeks and didn't know that I hadn't pooped. <laughs> when did you last poop? After the yesterday, the dispensary? What, what was the last time I pooped? Yeah. Yesterday. But I mean, like, if I go a long time, well, there are many but- times I've been constipated for several days and I, I'm just like in a bad mood and I have no idea it's because I haven't pooped. Yeah, but no when idea. you're bloated, you're like very sensitive to it. You know, if yeah, you were you to know. do those shots for your eggs, you know, you would have been like, oh, I feel gross. Well, you know, yeah. gut and like anxiety is all linked. Yes. Especially when like I remember yes. when I was taking antidepressants, like one of the warnings was like, oh, you're going to be pooping a lot. And like once, you know, like like right at the start, as the pills are starting to stabilize or whatever, there was, I had a lot. I was always on the toilet. Really? Gut and wow. good. brain and anxiety is all I'm not connected related. with my body. So did I it guess. clear? Did you think it cleared you out and kind of like helped? I yeah, th- there's. Some- I think it's just all like the. It's like in the nervous system. It's all linked. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever I need to poop, I just smoke a little weed, and then for whatever reason, smoke makes my body go like, "Get out of me!" Or and relaxes. It all comes out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it relaxes. Because the main point of all of the Ayurvedic stuff is just to or chug caffeine, put your body into like an equilibrium to where you're like mentally, physically, like yeah. as whole as you can be, and, w- and just, well. This stuff well. depresses me because it's so much work. No, it's not at all, Nikki. All it would take was you to go. You have to like grain up like like little chia seeds no, and, and do overnight oats and you have to go in a red you light sauna don't. and you have to go to a guy that sticks pins in you and like feels your <laughs> stomach nodes and then you have to go see you a, a vaginal s- massage. Yeah. No. What, so what could I change that would make it better based on could, the things you've observed this weekend? So with Vata, you could... <laughs> Based on the things I've observed, I chug this like latte. <laughs> so, it's a decaf latte though, but it's almond milk. Is this bad? 
I've been taking notes since I arrived Friday at five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> what I've observed so far. Okay. No, I mean, I think easy things you can do in the winter is like decreasing the amount of bubbles, decreasing the amount of carbonated cold <laughs> drinks, increasing warm cooked foods like soups and roasted vegetables and mm-hmm. like proteins. Um, you know, can I warm up my protein bars? <laughs> just put it in my pocket. Yeah, like that's just to get it, getting yeah. outside as much as possible. Like our walk we did in Forest Park yesterday. I get outside once a day. Yeah, and go for a run. Yeah, I mean, there's just little things you can do to help ensure that you're. What like, about wearing a shirt that says "I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad"? Oh, that's I'm sad. definitely I'm sad. I'm sad. I I bought this faster than I've ever bought anything in my life. Did you just Google "I'm sad" shirt? No, it just Why came not? up on my feed. They knew I needed it. Final thought. I got it from Reductress. <laughs> oh, well, because uh, you're always Rud- sharing their posts. <laughs> yeah, I love their posts, and like they their posts always nail me so hard. There was one that was like, "Woman celebrates 40th birthday by." admitting to herself she doesn't want kids and stop saying oh maybe someday and i was like i cried when i saw it because i was like finally something that makes there's other people out there that have been faking this like maybe someday so that you'll still like me and still treat me like a real woman (laughs) do i fit in maybe someday and yeah when i saw the shirt it said i'm said i put it in my um I put it in the the basket, uh, the Instagram cart, you know, when you buy things on Instagram. And then I go, I can't wear that. It's just too obvious. And it's like too, it's going to start conversations with people. And so I didn't buy it. And I was just like, and I'm not spending $32 on a shirt that says I'm sad. That's like not good for you. And then I got sadder and it came up again. And I was like, I need that shirt so bad because it just says maybe people will be nicer to me or something or maybe people will like take uh if i wear it they'll be they'll be more gentle or they'll be more understanding of me being um not pleasant or something and i think that every one of us needs this shirt on on, at some point you should be able to wear it and everyone is just easier on you that day my mom used to have a t-shirt in the 80s and it was um when she and my dad were having a lot of marital arguments and it was painted feet, like footprints all over. And it said, go ahead, walk all over me. <gasps> and she Whoa. wore it every day. And I remember my dad was Passive. like, I really don't like that shirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's like a night. Was it like a was the most passive-aggressive totally shirt yeah. in existence? Go ahead. I think it's pretty aggressive because passive, for me, I'm sad <laughs> so often. And I feel like people sometimes think I'm a jerk or like, the reason that anyone's ever rude is because they're deeply sad inside. Like you have to like equate those two. If someone cuts you off in traffic, if someone gives you the finger, if someone, you know, writes you up at work and like complains about you, they're deeply sad. If someone's mad at you about something because you said something True. to them that you told them the truth about something, they asked you a question and you gave them the answer they didn't want and they're being m- mad at you about or whatever happens in your life, they are sad. If they are sad, so be gentle on them and be nice to them. And I feel like even the other day I canceled. Um, I've just been every single day of my life promoting my shows on these radio stations and doing different interviews with like these small publications. And I don't think any of it works, but you have to do it because in case you have low ticket sales, the promoter can't call you a diva and be like well she never did any of the press so i say yes Mm -hmm. to literally every so i call into radio stations three times a day sometimes and like 
you know, it's, it's a lot. And so the other day I was just not up for it and, or no, it was that it was the last one of a day of like, and I was crying, I was about to cry on like all of these cause I was just like not in the mood for it. And so I just told my assistant, I was like, can we get this one moved? So she moved it and it was no problem because they're grateful I'm even calling in. And I'm also grateful for them for putting me on air because it's not ideal for a radio station to have a call in. It's better in person. Before I was famous, you could never call in. I would go into a town. I would go into Cleveland for a show over the weekend. You get in on a Thursday. You have a Thursday night show. The second you get in, you have to go to you have to go to afternoon radio, and then Friday morning you have to wake up at six a.m. and go to morning radio, and then you have to like there's and there's no calling in from your hotel room to make it easier. You have to go in, but when you get famous, they're like, "Call in, it's fine." I'm like, "Wow, it seems like calling in was actually an option all along." It's very interesting. So anyway, calling into the show the other day that I had rescheduled, and my voice lesson went long. I was supposed to call in at 3.30. I got off my voice lesson at 3.08. I get in the car and I'm like, well, I, they don't want me in a car because it sounds bad. So I was like, I'll just drive somewhere and park and call. You know, when you're driving, you can, it's like, you can like hear it. Then it starts pouring down rain and I'm like, Ugh. well, then that this can't be good for audio. Mm. So then I just was like, oh, they're not calling me. No one seems to be like worried about me not calling in. And I was like, I'm just not going to call in and see if we like can just reschedule this, you know? Then I see my assistant goes, you missed your call at three an hour later. And I go, I know. Here's what happened. And she goes, and they just wrote, they don't need to reschedule. You're canceled. And I was like, oh, they hate me. Because then I realized, oh, no, that was the call that was rescheduled already. This is two times I'm flaked on them, which is like not okay. And I didn't realize it was the same station. There's so many stations I'm calling every day. I didn't realize it was the same one. So then I go, fuck. And so I found them on Instagram and I wrote them and I was like, here's what happened. I'm so sorry. I know you probably fucking hate me because I know these stations. They're like, Nikki Glazer thinks she's fucking better than us. And then I'm now going to be like this person that whenever my name comes up in a news thing, they'll be like, well, she used to be a friend of the show, but she canceled on us twice because she thinks she's better than us. And then everyone right. in Cincinnati that listens to that station thinks I'm a jerk. And then anytime my name comes up in company with them, they'll be like, I heard she's a bitch. And then anytime those people that were in those company here, I heard she's a bitch. And then it spreads like the last of us, the mold <laughs> spores, and it's all connected. So I course corrected by writing to the station and being like, I'm so sorry. I was in a thing that went long. I got caught in the rain. I totally understand if you hate me. I just wanted to explain myself. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm sorry. And they, of course, rescheduled right away. So then I have the call with them and I get on and they're like, you know, a lot of history with you. You know, we you were a friend of the show. You came on uh, before the pandemic and d- did a promo. We had a lot of fun. And then during the pandemic, I reached out uh, one time on Instagram uh, to have you back on the show. And you just wrote back, too busy. That's all oh, you wrote. Geez. And I'm like, that's a reply. That's an honest reply. That's a reply. But you know what? Because I didn't say, thanks for asking. Sorry. Then Top it's the rude. Morning to you. you know How's your daughter? Exactly. But I just wrote back too busy. And a lot of I bet a lot of besties are like, yeah, Nikki's written back stuff like that to me, too. Go look in your text messages. Is every text you've ever sent anyone laced with thanks? Sorry! Exclamation mark. No, sometimes you are too busy. You know what's ruder than writing? And the and the girl had my back because he said that. And the girl goes, Well, she could have just not written back. Right. And I go, yeah. yeah, check how many comedians never write back to you when you write them. I, the thing is. I at least write back because 
I I know besties have written me and gone, thank you so much for writing me back. Even when I do just like a heart and they go, thank you so much. You're the only person who's ever written back to me. No one write. There are a lot of people that they don't write back to anyone. So I I was like, and I was like, I was probably sad that day. It was during the pandemic. You wrote me a paragraph about having me on your show. I was getting too many inundations that week. And I was, mm-hmm. too, and so I just wrote too busy. And because I wrote two words and I didn't write, but thank you, which I know takes two seconds. I should have just written that. And now I learned. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to add a but thank you or sorry. Um, <laughs> even though my voice lesson teacher just told me after I had to like change a voice. He, he's very strict and is like, this is a college course. You can't be late. And this is not something that we, you know, you show up for class. And if you don't show up for class, the class doesn't happen. You don't reschedule the class. Like he's very, which I like. That was his pitch to me the first day. So one time I had to reschedule it and ask him for a different time. Or I showed up for the wrong time. And he was like, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I I will come back later. I can do it in this window. I'm so sorry. Again, my bad. I'm sorry to show up at your door. I didn't mean. And he wrote back. He was just, he wrote back. What did he write back, Kirsten? Um, because I shared oh, yeah, the yeah. chat. Like, um, be in the dance of the unknown. Like, let's dance. Let be in the dance with these circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Be in yeah. a dance with the circumstances. I love that. And I, I know. even told the girls chat. I was like, he is going to kill me for this. Like, I am in deep trouble for this. And he just. Wrote, and then we had our next lesson. And he goes, before we start, I just want to ha- talk about something really quickly. And I was like, oh no, fuck! I'm gonna in get trouble. reprimanded for being like late or something like 30 seconds late. Like, I'm so scared of this guy, or I used to be. And he's like, you are so hard on yourself. And I was like, I've heard this. And he was like, why? <laughs> and I go, but this. why wouldn't I be when you tell me the first day of class that this is not a joke, you can't be late, this is a college course? I go, I, I don't understand why I get I get yelled at, not yelled at, but I get reprimanded by people by being like, you're so hard on yourself, but the world is hard on me. And I don't understand. So then then I'm hard on myself for being hard on myself. Like, I can't win. <laughs> and so then he goes, you apologize too much. And I go, I'm never going to stop doing that. I'm. It's not that I'm sorry I exist. I'm not like, I don't like these whole women that are like, never apologize. Stop saying sorry. If I bump into you, I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's better than pardon or whatever you want me to say. Pardon. That's a mad sis. That or was excuse a, me. Or like a Adam Sandler joke. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, yeah. But isn't he talking about over apologizing? Yeah, yeah. And it's p- like perhaps. maybe insincere, or what's his what's his point? Yeah. You apologize too much. He just his point is that I will never be a good singer if I am constantly punitive with myself because it's about relaxation. It's about being open. It's about mm. like trusting, and it's about like relaxation. The, it's like, like the ener- the voice is in you, mm. and the only thing. You don't have anything to do with your voice. You have to let get out of the way of it. It's in mm-hmm. you. And that's like an interesting thing of like whatever talent you have, like if you want to play guitar, if you want to be a good writer, you already are. It's the you're getting in your way. Like wow. it's you're doing things to prevent that talent from being found. There's this no guy's it's like there. Buddha. Yes, yeah, that's he's really he honestly is like my therapist. We had a, that day that he talked to me about that. We have an hour session and we spent 45 minutes talking about self-love and like self-flagellation and just self Good. um self de- deprecation like and on just like 
And he told me about his marriage and he told me about his, the loss of his, you know, losses he's had. It was just like, and I go, I feel like this is, th he was like, I, I go, I bet you do this with a lot of, he's like, I do. But he also was like, there's something special about, we have like a good, we have a really good bomb, bond, bond, I almost said bomb. We have a great bomb uh, that we're coming out with. Um, <laughs> it's up. on sale on Instagram. Yeah. If you use promo code, I hate myself. I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. You sad. can get 20% um, off your first month's supply of our singer's bomb. Um, no, but Michael Rocchio is the shit and I love him so much. Um, anyway, what a show. Thank you, Kirsten, for being here. You have to drive back to Kansas City. Yay. Ugh. Be in the dance with the circumstances, Kirsten. Dance. I know. With the circumstances. Circumstance. Sit in the car Those. in a hunchback for four hours. <laughs> Pitta. Pitta. Kaffa and vata. Just get a kaffa latte. I'll get oh, a kaffa latte. Nice. Hot kata latte. Okay, I'm going to drink. I'm going to eat more root vegetables that are warm and grains. Cook I'm going to go soups. walk more. But I don't cook. I'm so hungry. where am I going to get these soups? Meditate. Uh, Whole Foods. Right down the street. Okay. I'm going to do We're it. We're going there right now, actually. I need to get some lunch. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. Got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Thank you so much. Uh, don't be careful. And... I couldn't think of a Jack for... I want to just... Jack karaoke. Okay. Okay. We got it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.